All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here, along with Michael from Sweden. And uh, we're going to depart from our uh, millennium uh, subject today because we're going to talk about the timeline of history of the Israel people. And in addition, the calculation of Daniel's 69 weeks, if we have time for that. And the link was just posted in the uh, Eurofolk radio chat room. And so we're going to proceed with that today. First of all, yeah, good morning, Michael. How are you doing? Good morning, Eli. I am doing very good here. It's a sunny, sunny Sweden now, so the sun is shining. So that is fantastic to see the sun now after this pretty gray, <laughs> gray yeah. winter. So now it's sun is shining. The sun is shining through the chemtrails, right? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But this is clear sky. It's not, nothing think. is covering it now. It's a blue sky. Blue sky. All right. Very good. Excellent. Okay, so... Uh, the article that you sent me for today, uh, for some reason, uh, Lily cannot get into the telegram. Uh, it's an open channel. I don't know why Lily's having trouble with that. So uh, you know, maybe next time I'll, I'll start like a half an hour earlier on telegram to make sure everybody who wants to get in can get in. It's an open channel, so anybody should be able to get in. I just have the microphones muted. That's all. Anybody can get in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I found it. Uh, I, yeah. I, I found Eurofolk Radio on Telegram, yeah. so I joined the talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It should work. Yeah, and I can't answer any calls while I I, I can only talk to, to the people that I have uh, you know, already set up for the show. So, uh, so Lily, you're just going to have to listen either on Eurofolk Radio or on Telegram. You should be able to listen without any problem. If I accept another call while I'm on, on the air, it'll disconnect me from from the air so i can't do that all right so this is the piloting the good ship here folk radio through the smog folks and through the roaring waves that are trying to knock us off the air so okay so a couple of quick announcements before we get into the material we have ready for today first of all is uh, brother a bear's calendar is ready and uh, if you want to get a copy of the calendar this is the Hebrew feast day calendar, solar calendar from Enoch. That is the calendar we use. And that's available from me at ANP. Send a check for $25. That covers postage as well. To ANP, which stands for American National Publishing. And that is 900 Commerce Place, box number 1016. And that's Forsyth, Illinois, 62535. I'll repeat that. A check for $25 to ANP 900. I'm still trying. I've got the P.O. box in Chicago. So ingrained in my head that I keep, I have to erase that before I can say 900 Commerce Place, box 1016. And that's Forsyth, Illinois, 625. Three five. So, and a very well done calendar. Uh, I've sent it to a few people already, and it's beautiful. And and Brother Aber does absolutely beautiful work. So, getting that out of the way, and uh, right now I don't have any other announcements for the listening audience, uh, except that uh, many people are probably tuning in late because in America we've uh, uh, well went forward. Our clocks had to go forward in the middle of the night, and now we're on earlier than a lot of people expect if they haven't caught up with the times, right? So 
uh, and that's the problem. And I understand, Michael. I, I don't know. When do you guys spring forward in Sweden? Yeah, well, I'm so I'm I'm so bad on this when it's happening. So oh, it happens. I just get a bit off on it when it's uh, I can. Uh, so at the moment, maybe it's next week or something like that. We are like one week, one week after something, something like that. I think. Yeah, and England is two weeks after, so it's really nothing but a jumbled mess uh, to change all these time zones. And there's a bill in America pending, it may have passed already, to do away with the spring forward and fall back nonsense. It just makes it very difficult for everybody. So hopefully this will be the last time we have to do that. Okay, so uh, Michael, uh, yeah, go ahead. Two weeks until the the, the we go farmers. You're same as England here. Okay, very good. So sanity, one, clock, clock, clock. Sanity is coming to planet Earth. <laughs> All right, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and I don't know what is your comment now on this because I now I saw this now that this big, pretty big bank in America has gone bust. This Silicon yeah. Valley bank, um, right? That's one of the biggest one in America. What I understand. Yeah, well, when the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates from zero to 6%, we knew that was going to cause economic chaos, absolute economic chaos. Uh, from, From my perspective, this is orchestrated. It's part of the assault on the white race. It's part of the assault on the white race. And, uh, 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 you know, it's not an accident. You know, a, a lot of a lot of commentators are saying that uh, this is oh, the banks are failing. Well, yes, they are, but they're they're fa- failing deliberately because they want to steal our money. Uh, for example, Wells Fargo, the people who have accounts at Wells Fargo cannot access their money. All right, the banks will survive this because it's orchestrated by them. It's just like the Great Depression in 1930. Uh, It was orchestrated by the banks, and everybody lost their shirts except the banks, right? The banks just sailed right on through the Great Depression without any problem. Yeah, so, so, yeah, but nevertheless, everything they do affects the the banking system, and there's going to be collateral damage from all banks. And let me put it this way, Michael. We're, we're ready. We've been preparing for this. Uh, I've got food stocked <laughs> that should last me at least a year, maybe a year and a half. And, uh, and then I can also grow my own food, etc., etc. And if we have to do any commerce, well, they're probably going to shut down our Internet commerce. You know. But if you're relying on your cell phone and you in Sweden, you almost have to use your cashless society. Uh, but... Local economies will continue to exist, and local people will be able to exchange goods, food, you know, services, etc., without any CBDC and even without Federal Reserve notes if necessary. But the black market has always fared well every time the government steps in and tries to kill the, the local economies. Yeah, your comment, Michael. Yeah, we have here, though, as you say, a bigger problem here in Sweden because the cash has been basically run out. I heard some figures that basically, if you look at the money supply in Sweden, I think it's merely 1% that is cash in Sweden. Right. 
is this digital, this, um, and that money in itself, those digital money that uh, the private banker has created to buy, you know, either to buy houses, because the housing here has boomed, so it's a big bubble in the housing yes. uh, market here. Um, and those money that banks created, they are illegal per the Swedish constitution. And, um, and this case has been tried by an, a Swedish, um, now he's a German lawyer that did try this case because I know that weren't in the case in America where the, where you made a case out of uh, this digital money that was illegal. I don't know because he's mentioned that and I will have an interview with him today. So I'll yes. see if I can do it in English. You also can hear about his story about it. Okay, well, it's absolutely illegal. And, uh, you know, uh, first, first of all, only the government can issue money. And the Federal Reserve Act uh, over overstepped its authority. And, uh, of course, Woodrow Wilson signed it under duress. And uh, it never should have happened, right? And there's still a law in America that says anybody who issues anything other than gold and silver as the national currency is subject to the death penalty. <laughs> All right? That law is still on the books. Okay, and there's other provisions that the Federal Reserve Act bank suppose it's really not a bank uh, is subject to. So basically, what the Federal Reserve Bank does it 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 borrows money from the people of America and then lends it back to the government at interest. So we have the taxpayers have to pay that, and so just talk about a racket. Now, all the bankers, the Rothschilds have to do is sit back, you know, play footsie with the treasury, and then send us the bill. That's how that works, right? And so MW in the uh, T-Gram chat says, don't forget about ammunition. <laughs> ammunition will be necessary, too. So stock up on ammunition. Oh, by the way, I just found something out. Uh, these, uh, these M1 rifles that people are buying, which are very popular, don't buy Turkish ammunition. The Turkish ammunition explodes in the chamber of the gun. I saw a video of a guy shooting it, and it blew the magazine out of the bottom of his rifle. So do not buy Turkish ammunition. I think it's being booby-trapped. Do not buy Turkish ammunition. Okay? Whoa. All right? It blew up. Yeah, it blew up. did he uh, well, did he make no, it? well, it, he had the uh, rifle set on a uh, platform. It looked like a wooden platform. And he fired around and the, it blew the magazine right out from under, but he apparently was not hurt. There was a little blood. There was a little bleeding. His fingers got cut. But fortunately, he's okay, all right? And I'll see if I can share that video on your folk radio later today. But, yeah, they're doing everything. You know, they're booby-trapping the ammo, folks. Booby trapping the ammo. All right. So, all right. So, uh, unless you have anything else uh, for you, were saying you're going to do a show with somebody about the uh, economic situation. Um, yes, I'm going to do that today. Uh, so the, after this show, I will do it. Uh, and he's okay. an, a German, a German lawyer. Oh, okay. Yes, studied studied also. So he's he's very yeah. So that will be interesting. Yes. So for everybody, the current time in the Chicago area is 7.42, <laughs> not 6.42 if you forgot to move your clocks forward today. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure, I'll, I'll look it up during the, uh, during the show, whether or not that law actually passed to do away with these time changes. That would be awesome because 
I could I can't tell you how many dates, <laughs> how many marriages have broken up because the husband failed to appear at the right time, <laughs> right? So anyway, so let's get into your article, and I don't have I can't share it on the net because it's a word it's a word article, and uh, I don't think uh, it can be downloadable from the internet. So uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you at this point. Go go for it, Michael. Thank you. So this is an article by Danny. I think his name is uh, Danny. Um, no, I forgot. Uh, Shea, I cannot really pronounce his uh, his last uh, last okay. name. Okay, uh, I'm not seeing the, uh, the the name of the author in I this will. article, but go ahead. Yeah, I will. I will start reading it. Uh, so. Uh, Yes, so I can. I have to give credence, of course, also to the one Danny uh, Schreffler. Oh, yeah, name. okay, Danny yeah. Schreffler. Oh, he sent it to you? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's an, uh, an identity in uh, Missouri. Okay. Yeah, yes. So now we, so we give him uh, credence for the uh, credits yeah, credit. for the, this album. Gotcha. Okay, so let's get started. So, Tick Tock, Tick Tock, Part 1, God's Great Timeline. A Voice in the Wilderness, March the 10th, 2000 and 2023. This article is about the great calendar of God Almighty, his timepiece. It addresses some of the truth of the book of Revelations. Literally dozens of, of reasons for not studying this great book have been put forth by various and sundry sources. None of these reasons are true. None of them are correct. They are all part of Satan's, however you define that entity and, and uh, endeavor uh, to get you to ignore it. None of the traditional method of study, uh, historicity, uh, uh, preterist, idealist and futurist work uh, for this particular book. And looking uh, oneself into any of these methods is a mistake. All of them have some valid points. They are all lacking in some areas. Um, so Ella, what is your comment here also that he makes this, that we can't use the normal, let's say, the normal ways to study the book of Revelations because of its uh, how it's written. I, well, I, yeah, it's almost all metaphorical. It, it all has a historical impact, right, and meaning and prophecy. But, uh, yeah, the, the various yeah, historicists, preterists, idealists, and futurists, well, that's what we've been dealing with on our Millennium series, okay? The, the fact is that the Millennial Doctrine is a futuristic doctrine that they try to place the Millennium after the Tribulation and even after the Judgment Day. So that certainly doesn't work. I'm not sure what idealist is. It's probably, it's probably just figurative that, the, that the, the Book of Revelation is purely figurative and has no relationship to actual history. You know? uh, but I'm a historicist. Uh, I, I think uh, that most CI people are historicists, and they take the timeline of the Book of Revelation uh, very, very seriously. And you know, I think we have discussed already that the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, the seven churches, are literal historical churches, but they're also prophetic churches uh, projecting themselves into the future. And we're now in the age of Laodicea, the church of Laodicea, which Yahshua hates. He said, unless you are 
cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And it's the lukewarm church, which we are in in the last times. Absolutely for sure. Okay? So uh, uh, that's the historicist interpretation. Back to you. Yeah. So you have to, I think when, um, and there was, I guess, the, the modern day churches, the, the, what I say, those um, Judeo Christian churches we have here in Sweden and in America, you have a lot. You have the Baptists, you have all, you have so many, many de- denominations, but all of them, I guess, doesn't, they don't read the book of Revelations, or if they do, they can't really explain it. Yes. Okay. All right. Please continue. So, the focus of this article is to endeavor to show exactly where we are in God's great timeline. The week of man, it is an uh, addendum uh, to the video by this author on this subject. So then we have a little YouTube video here, so we can't play that, we read on. Um, here uh, is a, a crude white board diagram of some of the uh, uh, pertinent points uh, of the video. And uh, here he has drawn up, I guess, this is Genesis 6-7, is the 120 years of, of man, and then some sub I guess, sub years within that frame also, I think. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so let me uh, see if uh, I can figure this out. Okay. This is uh, yeah. uh, a timeline. Okay. Talking is Jubilees. It's uh, probably from the book of Jubilees. Uh, how the book of Jubilees divides uh, the history of Adam into uh, a bunch of Jubilee years. Okay. I think it's, uh, how many, 100, uh, yeah, okay, I think it's 120 Jubilees is the timeline of the Book of Jubilees, the, the history and prophetic history of the Adamic race, okay? So uh, another interesting thing about this, uh, he, he also incorporates Daniel 70 weeks into this chart, which is a subject we'll probably be, get, be getting into very soon. So uh, Jubilees... So, yeah, 120, that's exactly right. 120 jubilees from, now whether it's the creation from the day that Adam was created or from the day that Adam was placed in the garden, the exact beginning is very difficult to determine. And usually people go by Jewish reckoning, the rabbis pick a certain date and then everybody's supposed to believe that that's the starting date. But they're not Adamites, (laughs) right? So we don't listen to them. Okay, we have other sources of information besides the rabbis. So, so yeah, his timeline, and yeah, he he posits 27 A.D. Uh, I'm trying to read this, the exact date of. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't read his handwriting here, but we we say that's around. That's probably the beginning of the last week of the Daniel's prophecy. And that's the ministry of Yahshua Messiah, which ended in 33 AD. Okay, so there's a lot of uh, integration of this uh, Jubilees chart with uh, what we understand in Christian identity, right? It's not dispensationalist like the Judeo-Christian churches believe. Okay, all right, back to you. Yes, thank you. So, um, look and listen. Decide for yourself whether the book of Revelations can be understood. God has given us great insight into its meaning, and all of us should make it our mission to uh, endeavor to find his truth. Um, As the word has promised in Revelation 1, verses 3, quote, Blessed 
is he that readeth, studies, uh, and they that hear heed the words of this prophecy. End of quote. Um, and I also, when I see this, I think about um, um, in Proverbs that said, is, is the, um, it is the, the delight for Yahweh to hide a matter, but it's the duties of kings to find them out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, we are a, a kingdom of priests, are we not? Yes, okay. indeed. All right. And so we will do priests. this until. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we will do this until we will keep doing it until we we have drawn our last breath. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The, so these uh, these words apply to us Israelites, not to the Jews. Obviously, the Jews re- reject the bu- uh, Book of Revelation anyhow. Okay. And we were talking yesterday about, about the word yom. I was stressing in yesterday's show on Telegram that the word yom does not mean a literal 24-hour day in the book of Genesis, chapter 1. Those are eons in Genesis, chapter 1. They're not literal 24-hour days. And so you know, th- those are th- thousands of years, th- that period of is thousands of years, not just seven days. <laughs> okay, so but it, it goes through the various definitions of the word yom. So back to you. Yes. So um, in the scriptures, uh, the word day comes from the Aramaic word yom. Um, throughout the Old Testament, it is translated in many ways. We find it used for one, a twelve-hour period. Two. A 24-hour period. Three, a part of a 24-hour period when it is light. Four, in reference to days and years, they refer to the 24 hours day in these instances. Um, five, a day period of specific, uh, specifically uh, denouncing what it is um, about rather than time, such as the Day of Atonement or uh, Day of Grace. A time set apart. Okay, let me just interject right here because the uh, I have to kill that uh, sound. The uh, in uh, in prophetic time, it can also mean 360 literal years, such as the the seven times punishment of the Israelites, and uh, it, and that works out to be 2,520 years. Okay. So, and so we we need to understand the various prophetic calculations in Scripture, and if you're not familiar with those, then you get lost. You simply get lost. Okay. So yeah, and he's absolutely right that there are very the word yom, and it's a it's a Hebrew word. It's a Hebrew word that means day. It means all these things that he's that he's uh, explaining here. Yeah, and then I guess you need to apply it uh, then in the in the context of the verse. What is the actual meaning? Yes, exactly. Okay, so let's continue then. So, point five, a day period of specifically denouncing what it is about rather than time, such as the day of atonement. Oh, I read that one, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Six. In Zechariah 13, verses 1, it refers to a period indicating God's unfolding plan. Okay, so, what, 7,000 years? (laughs) 
8,000 years, okay? So the word day does not always mean a literal 24-hour day, as most Judeo-Christians assume, okay? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Number seven, in Deuteronomy 10, verses 10, uh, it has three different meanings. A period of 40 days, uh, the daylight hours, and a specific occasion. Eight, Yawn is translated as time in references to a period of days. Moses stayed upon the mount. Nine, conclusion. Yawn can literally be used in many different ways with multiple meanings. This is addressed in the video linked above. Uh, so, in Genesis 6, verses 3, God said, quote, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. End of quote. Right, okay, so this uh, is a reference to the time uh, of uh, after Noah's flood, when uh, the, 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 the lifespans of you know the patriarchs before Noah's flood literally were up to a thousand years but after Noah's flood they were limited to 120 years max okay back to you yes exactly that was after Noah's flood that our days were our living maximum years has been yeah has been reduced down because our the forefathers of Adam and Adam and all his predecessors uh, and um, yeah, Same right. Well, yeah. They also lived long, very long. They lived, I, I don't know, was it like thousand years almost? Well, okay. So we talked about this last night uh, with uh, Dustin Nemo of the uh, Telegram channel, his story, uh, and uh, the the fact is, he he actually agrees that there were pre-Adamites before Genesis chapter two. Okay, and that, that was the creation period in Genesis chapter 1 when all the species were created. And it says, male and female created he them, speaking of the Adamic people, and he gave us dominion over the earth. And it says, be fruitful and multiply. So before Genesis chapter 2, our people were being fruitful and multiplying. There's no, there's no counting how, how many of us there were. These are the so-called pre-Adamites of the white race before uh, Adam the man was put into the garden and Yahweh breathed his spirit into him in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, elevating Adam the man to a higher level where his DNA can accept the Holy Spirit. Okay, and the same thing was done with Eve. So Adam and Eve had potential immortality just as Yahshua Messiah uh, he was elevated back from his earthly body up into heaven. But we're going to get our our potential immortality back at the judgment day if we get elevated into the kingdom, right? But the kingdom is going to come down to earth. You know, we teach that because that's what the Bible says. All right, so we will be restored. Our race will be restored to what Adam and Eve lost in the garden. That's the two seed line position. Okay, back to you, Michael. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Adam, he had, when he um, he 
got to know many of his, would you say, grandchildren, children, children, because of the, the longevity sure. they have. Deaf, everybody, they lived very long. So they, they could also, by that way, I also understand uh, it's much easier to, to transfer your knowledge and your wisdom to your children. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I lived a thousand years, I'd be having <laughs> great, 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 great chance grandchildren running around everywhere. Okay. Yeah, we would. <laughs> and I wonder if I would, would, would if that yeah. would be so pleasant in this this world. I don't know. This right. world is not that amusing keep, all the time. Maybe couldn't keep track of them all like a Mormon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's continue. So in this passage, Yawn is translated days, but obviously refers to an unspecified cycle of time or a specific period of time known as the days of man, as we would use the day of grace. The cycle of time, which fits the parameters, um, is the Jubilee cycle of 50 years. The Jubilee cycle is 50 years, and 120 cycles uh, of 50 years equals 6,000 years in perfect harmony with the week, um, week of man, and 6,000 years, sixth day of mankind. Um, so, uh, keys to understanding Revelation. There are indeed keys to understand the book of Revelations in order to do so. One must know and understand their proper place. Below, in a list of facts, you will find keys to open the book. It is up, um, it is up to you to decide whether or not you wish to prove or disprove them and find where they lead. So, fact. The Israel people of the Old Testament are no longer called Israel. Isaiah 62 verses 2, Revelations 2 verses 17, and Revelation 3 verses 12. They are called Christians. Okay, well, we're still called Israel. We're still called Israelites. But uh, we, because we follow the Messiah, and uh, who is called Christ in the Greek, Therefore, we have, we have, actually, we have uh, numerous new names, okay? Anglo-Saxons, Caucasians, right? Uh, we have many. Uh, our tribal names followed us wherever we went. And uh, so we have several new names, but Christian would be a good, you know, alternative. But we're still called Israel. We still refer to ourselves as Israelites. But the Judeo-Christians don't, and that's their problem. <laughs> okay, back to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, fact. The ten-tribe nation of Israel was um, regathered to the North American continent, beginning with the migrations of the pilgrims, and their begin uh, beginnings were codified by the Mayflower Compact in 1620 AD, in accordance with the uh, prophecy given to Ezekiel, now to uh, Israel in Ezekiel 4. Uh, our, this, uh, our destruction began exactly 390 years later. A year for each day Ezekiel laid on his side. Okay. The first year of Obama's presidency. Very good observation. <laughs> I have to remind people, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Michael, but uh, when Cornwallis surrendered to General Washington at the end of the Revolutionary War, he issued a prophecy that within 200 years, your country would be become Jewish because of Freemasonry, and we know that Freemasonry is Jewish, that within 200 years, America would become a province of the Freemasons. And boy, has that come true. <laughs> Back to you. 
Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and the same for all the European nation, nations as well, unfortunately. Those, uh, yes. Uh, I don't know, those um, people that joined those Freemasonic lodges, yeah, they're both, I guess, both Jewish and whites there. Yep. And all, um, but they do it for their selfish um, ambitions. What they can, I guess, if they're not aware that they serve Lucifer, I don't think everybody are. Otherwise, they do it just for, yeah, gaining right. some um, credence and getting a lot of good deals in businesses and right. just for their own selfish ambitions. That's but that right. will come with a price also. Yeah, either with Mammon or with Yahweh. You can't be with both. <laughs> Yes, right. yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. okay, let's continue. Uh, in this, uh, and I didn't know that that the secrets laid on his side. I didn't know that. A year for each right. day. Yes. I was, you know that. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't lay there constantly, but <laughs> he, he had to get up and eat, I'm sure, right? <laughs> and go to the bathroom. So, yeah. Uh, so when he went lay back down, he had to lay on his right side. That, that might be... Bad, you know. Well, it's only 390 days. <laughs> only a year. Okay, back to you. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah. in this land, we find the only truly representative gathering of the tribes in one place since the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. It is here we stand and observe the final um, three events of revelations known as the Great Woes. It is here that the true location of Armageddon is revealed. Well, I think Armageddon is worldwide. You know, it's not just in Judea. It's world. We're in Armageddon right now. It started in 2020 with the shot. It's a stealth war. To look how many white people have been exterminated with the jab. It's primarily white people because that's who the the beast, the synagogue of Satan, the international Jew, is trying to eliminate. Okay, they don't care about the other races. They can deal with them after they get rid of us. But because uh, we're the main target, and that's why they're going after America. All right, yeah, back to you. Yeah, and you are the last bastion of freedom, I would say. So that's that's why I find it so so important to to help out and, and being yes. and doing it this uh, on for me on English. I can also help to keep yeah. you on uh, keep you up. That's kind up of up to date. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we, we here in America appreciate uh, your efforts. <laughs> okay. All right, please Thank continue. So, We're about halfway through this, this document. So, fact. Yeah. Yeah. There are at least four major visions and arguably five in the book of Revelation and minor visions in size, not import. import. They are primarily divided into groups of seven segments. They all tell the same story. And each individual vision reinforcing the understanding of the other vision. They are not uh, sequential. They are parallel visions, each reinforcing the other. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, there, but there, uh, let me put it this way. My view is that there is a timeline called the beast system. It's also called Mystery Babylon of seven kingdoms. Starting with ancient Egypt to Assyria, Babylon, the Medes and Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, Napoleon, and finally the international banking cartel of the Rothschilds. 
The seven beasts ended with Napoleon and the House of Rothschild took their place. And that entire sequence is at least 6,000, if not 7,000 years old. Okay? But it tells us the kingdoms of the, of the beast system that we're uh, under now. And it says the eighth beast will be called Mystery Babylon, <laughs> okay? Because why? Because the third beast, Babylon, the literal kingdom of Babylon, invented the fractional reserve banking system. They invented inflation. They're the ones who invented it, and that's how the Rothschilds rule the world, with the fractional reserve banking system. Okay, yeah, back to you. Yes, and by us merely us creating money out of thin air, you right. don't have to have anything. I guess now they don't even have money no. to create them. They just create the money. Yes, yeah, and they put on the button, and then they create the money. It's computer blips, is what it is now, right? And that's why we're experiencing such high inflation, because they're simply uh, writing computerized checks, you know, and then we have to pay the bill with real money and hard work. They don't, they don't pay with real money. They create money constantly. Their uh, computers are busy grinding out more computer blips and uh, pretending that that's money. It's not money. Okay, back to you. Yeah. But if you would back up the currency like Hitler did with the work, then you yeah. wouldn't have inflation. You wouldn't have deflation either. Right. And that's why they try to eliminate cash as much as they can. However, you know, we know that the Rothschilds are involved in money laundering for their drug operations, so cash will never disappear because cash is the one thing you can't trace. CBDCs and all of your online transactions, they, they record all of that. They know exactly what you spend your money on, Michael. <laughs> they know exactly. All right? If you're using a credit card or your, your telephone app or anything like that, anything that's electronic, they are tracking you. But cash, they cannot track. All right? And by using cash, the thing to the government to um, basically, you don't have to know anything what I buy. That's exactly, exactly right. Okay, please continue. So, fact, the discussion Jesus had with his disciples in Matthew 24 parallels the book of Revelation and can easily be seen as an index of those things pen, uh, penned by John in his writing. John expounds on a word of Jesus by giving greater detail. Fact, the book of Revelation is about Israel. Um, see Revelation 4, 7, and 14. Their past their present, and their future. Much of it has already come to pass. Yes. Just about, let me comment here, because the book of Revelation is sequential, all right? The, the, as I just explained, the seven beasts and the eighth beast, they're all sequential, okay? But they trace the activities of the moneylenders. That's what the eight beast system is all about, and then there's other sequences. The, the, we mentioned the uh, churches, the church ages in Revelation chapters 1 through 3. That's sequential, and it has a historical fulfillment. That's why I'm a historicist, because all of these patterns have a historical effect. All right? So we're very close to the end. I think he's 
He said something about the three woes, but I didn't get his take on what the three woes actually are. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't mention it in this article, you know, I can tell people what I think they are. And then, you know, so we're, we're so late. In fact, some, uh, some Christian author said, we're in the prophetic time clock. We're at 11.59, right? And midnight is when the judgment day happens. So we're so close to the end. Virtually all of these prophecies have been fulfilled. The only thing that really hasn't been fulfilled, Michael, is that the beast and the false prophet have yet to be thrown into the lake of fire and uh, the bride of Christ, who is us, is going to be at the wedding feast of the Lamb and the judgment day. We're there. We're there. Those are the only few prophecies that still need to be fulfilled, okay? And then I guess also this this prophecy about... uh... Uh, this first one we have in this uh, Revelation 16, verses 1 to 2. And I heard a loud voice from the dwelling places saying uh, to the seven messengers, Go and pour out the bowels of the wrath of Elohim on the earth. And the first went and poured out his bowel upon the earth. And an evil and wicked uh, s- uh, sore came upon the man, those having the mark of the beast and those worshipping his image. And that part have maybe we have seen some of those uh, um, I don't know blisters or how that the, right. the skin seems to giving out some um, some reactions to those um, yeah the jab um, yeah right yeah, yeah M- mRNA it's it's uh, giving people sores it's doing all kinds of things to our bodies that aren't normal that no other disease has ever shown okay. So, uh, and certainly not from the flu, folks, <laughs> right? People have been dropping dead on the baseball field and in the basketball court and various other sports like they have been since the jab was rolled out. Okay? Yeah, and a lot of athletes have also endured this. I talked to a, to a woman in the, in the gym, and she has, has an um, an heart issue. Uh, it's been inflammation of the heart. And that is due to, to this um, this jab, right? For sure, so it's everywhere now in there. So um, in there, and also the athlete, why they are also so hurt by this is because of I think this is the um, this research that the German researcher did that said that the the nanographine is like razor blades. So as fast as more speedily the blood goes around in your body, that's the more it will uh, shoot. It will just destroy, destroy it, uh, because it's like razor blades going around in your body. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh, that's at the nano level. The graphene oxide uh, has been discovered. They have made it magnetic. They made this discovery in the year 2000. Previous to then, graphene was a, a normal... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, it was a lubricant primarily. Okay, it was used as a lubricant, and uh, that's that's about it. But when they discovered they could make it magnetic and transmit information across a nano sheet of graphene, that made it. Well, how could I put it? Uh, well, if you have a gossamer or a very thin, a thin sheet on your bed which is electrically conductive, right? You better not plug that sheet into your outlet, right? You get zapped. Oh. Okay? Yeah, you get zapped. 
that's how you have to picture this. And, and the, the carbon molecule is a six-sided molecule. They form a circle of six, six atoms, carbon atoms, and then they interconnect with one another like a vast fabric of, uh, how should I put it, material. Okay, and that is really the basis of life is this sheet of carbon that all of us are made of. So Bill Gates and company have figured out a way to tap in to that living sheet of carbon and turn us into walking debit cards, right? Radiating information with when once we get the jab. That's how it works, folks. That's how it works. All right, back to you, Michael. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, when you think about it, yeah, this is truly satanic what they have developed. Yeah, absolutely. This is truly yes. yes, okay. All right, please continue. So, fact the book of Revelations has not been completely fulfilled. Jesus has not returned and been crowned as king. Nor is it all a future for much of it has already been fulfilled. In fact, much of it is a um, repetitive pattern of operational resource initiated by Israel's own behavior. Yeah, yeah this uh, repeated pattern we have spoken about this example of churches that they are, yeah, they come back again, but in a different, yeah, not different flavor, but they come back in a, in other, other ways. So there's also this repeated pattern that we can see. Yes. That's why okay. some of the prophecy, I guess, first you can read it, that was applied for the times of uh, when the Israelites were in Palestine and the destruction uh-huh. of maybe the temple. But then also you can also be um, be then also in our days been a, some kind of metaphor to this also. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and he does mention the seven times punishment, which goes back to Leviticus 26. Which, let me just, uh, let's see, I'm not sure he mentioned, he talks about 3,500 years, but it, it's 2,520 years, to seven times. So, seven times 360 is 2,520. So, the first half-tribe of Manasseh was taken captive by the Assyrians in the year 745 B.C. You add 2,520, you get 1775. However, there is no year zero, so you have to add one year because you go from 1 BC to 1 AD. There's no year zero, so you have to, you, you can't subtract uh, for, with zero when you're going from BC to AD. So the, that co- comes up with 1776, the exact year that America was founded, all right? Oh, by the way, and that's the Church of Philadelphia <laughs> in the book of Revelation. Back to you. Yes, thank you. So, examples showing events discussed in the first four events of each vision as having been in operations for over a thousand years. Amen. So, one, the first four seals, the horsemen of the uh, apocalypse, uh, can be easily proven uh, to be the curse uh, of the law given in uh, Leviticus 26. The allegory of horses uh, fits beautifully with Zechariah 6 and even with Job. They gallop uh, to and fro upon the earth and back and forth through time, riding through... Um, roughshod. Um, roughshod is a... Roughshod. Yeah, right. 
over the people of Israel when the people are in disobedience. Oh, you mean God punishes us when we disobey his laws? Really? That's not what the Judeo-Christian churches teach. No, they think it's done away with. We're we're saved just by believing in Jesus, according to them. Yeah. Okay. But you have to do a bit more work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Study to um, show thyself in, approved. Amen. Okay. Yes. So in Leviticus, God tells us we would be devoured by the beast and would be punished seven times for our sins. He warned us uh, we would have famine and would be punished seven times for our sins. He repeats it with uh, pestilence and then with wars, each time telling us he would punish us seven times for our sins. Um, Ezekiel calls these horses gods for sore judgment. Ezekiel 14, verse 21. Uh, See, Jesus lists... Uh, the horsemen, just as they are listed in Revelation 6, in the opening verses of Matthew 24, the um, entity that John calls beast, Jesus calls false Christ, revealing them to be one in in the same. And I think, would we call them Jews today, maybe? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, uh, we're in the era of the eighth beast, Uh the Apostle John was writing in the era of the sixth beast, Rome. Okay, so uh, and that was before Rome became the Holy Roman Empire, because Rome was the beast that had the deadly wound that was healed, and the Holy Roman Empire uh, was also seated in Rome under the popes. Okay, so the the sixth beast, Rome, had the deadly wound, was reincarnated as the Holy Roman Empire. Okay, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, there is a lot of correlation between not just Ezekiel, but the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel uh, correlates with the book of Revelation very well also. All right, back to you. Thank you. So, two, um, the Rev 12 scenario of the woman and the beast uh, began time, time and uh, a half time ago. Verses 14. The woman who fled into the wilderness is clearly Israel. That's right. The days equate to time, 1,000 years, times 1,000 years time two, and um, half time, 500 years. So that's 3,500 years. Count backward from the end, uh, and you will find the Exodus time. Yeah, find the Exodus a time. Okay. Uh, time, and a half a time ago. Right. Very interesting. Okay. Well, here, because uh, this is a particular study that I have been doing and working on, and I will be in Missouri on April 1st, uh, next Saturday, or no, no, two weeks from today, I think it is, the 12th, I think it's two weeks from today, uh, giving a, uh, a presentation on this very subject that right now, because what I have discovered is from the day that the Israelites entered the promised land, it was 1406 B.C. And that would be the spring equinox of 1406 B.C. And 70 jubilees from that day culminates in the year 2025. 70 jubilees from the day that Joshua and the Israelites invaded uh, Canaan land 
culminates in the year 2025. That's another indication that we are very, very close to the end, Michael. Very close. All right? So the law says that we should be practicing the feast days at their appointed times every year, and the vast majority of Christians have not been doing that. All right? Very good. All right, back to you. Interesting. So maybe you will elaborate on point two, maybe, then. Yeah, we could maybe do that next Sunday because it's getting so close to the equinox, which is the beginning of the solar calendar. The Jews go by the moon, which the Bible does not say anything about the moon. Uh, It's falsely translated from the word month, Kodesh. The word Kodesh means month. It does not mean new moon. And the rabbis have influenced the King James translators to translate that as new moon, but that is not what it means, okay? So, uh, and then uh, we, we also have the, uh, the feast days and, and their exact timing every year. Well, if you're going by the new moon, they don't correlate with the equinox. And the Catholic Church goes two weeks after the uh, uh, equinox by the full moon. There's nothing in the Bible that says you're supposed to go by the new moon or the full moon. It, uh, the Enoch calendar is based on the spring equinox period. That's exactly what Enoch says. And the months are 30 days each. And they correlate at the end of each season. So at the end of the spring season, we have an extra day, the intracalorie day, which makes uh, 13 weeks per season, 91 days. Each season, therefore, has 91 days, and it correlates with the weeks. And then we come full full circle to the end of the year. But, of course, we see you know, our orbit, the orbit of the Earth, has changed since the Enoch calendar was invented. And we have a, a one and a quarter days that we have to account for in our calendar. So we just deal with that as an intercalary day, you know, uh, one extra day every four years. Okay, and then you know, the, what do you call it, the leap year, we have two extra days. So every calendar has to account for those two extra those extra days, and every calendar deals with it differently. You know, so but the Enoch calendar instructs us to divide the season into these four periods of ninety-one days each, and that's what we do. Okay, back to you. Yeah, thank you. So number three, the best scenario given in chapter twelve, though uh, the end of Revelations viewed in conjunction with Ezekiel and Daniel clearly represents the entirety of Israel's history. Israel suffers under the heel of seven different beast systems during their days of uh, prohibition. In each case, the woman rides the beast. They are our own people. These are our own people who willingly give our powers to an earthly king rather than to Christ. By borrowing money from the Jews, (laughs) right? And allowing them to take over our countries. Yes, and dealing where people sit on our ass and think yeah. we can ignore it. But I think wasn't that you that said you can you uh, that you can ignore politics, but politics won't ignore you. That's right. That was uh, uh, what was a uh, Ed Rand said that. Yeah. yeah. So she, they won't ignore it, even yeah. if we ignore it. They will not ignore us. Yeah, she was a, a Jewess who went to the Soviet Union after, you know, we know the Soviet Union is run by Jews thoroughly. 
and she went to pay a visit because she heard all the reports it's such a it's a agrarian paradise right when she went there she found the exact opposite to be the case it was hell on earth and that's that's when she made that statement okay you can ignore politics but politics will never ignore you very cogent statement yes yeah and yeah. very true also yes. coming from a jew especially right okay See, there are okay. some Jews do make true statements. <laughs> they try to they avoid do. it, but sometimes they do. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, fact. The first four acts of each vision event are recurring consequence for disobedience of God's law. They happen over and over, and yet we never learn. That's right. Perhaps the greatest, yeah, and Manasseh, what does, doesn't Manasseh mean? The forgetful one? The forgetful, right. We are a forgetful people, and we we forgive too easily, also, because That's we true. yeah yeah because we don't know the seriousness of what's going on, right? So, and um, perhaps the greatest sin of all is the failure to truly submit to the kingship of God, God Almighty, as we continue to refuse to let <laughs> go of the idol that man has made, government of man by man. By the way, uh. Uh, Peters, Jordan Peterson recently went on the air with Ca- Tucker Carlson and pretty much said exactly the same thing, that what's going on today is human beings worshiping the government, deifying the government, and deifying uh, what is it, uh, environmentalism, the goddess Gaia, <laughs> right? He is right on the money there. Yeah, yes, to stand that. And, on, and in Sweden, they are very, very, and yeah, we can use the word blue-eyed, they, they really yeah. trust the governments. Oh. Regardless of what they have done with the, with this COVID nonsense. I know oh. that the Danish people are more more reluctant to believe on the governments. Yeah, so Swedes that's what, are very naive, naive blue-eyed, to, yeah, and right. trusting the governments. And that's exactly what Jordan Peter says in the interview. I'm going to post it up on Eurofolk Radio later. But he says, yeah, these, all these liberals, all these leftists, all these people who believe in big government have been totally flummoxed, deceived, had the wool pull over their eyes by big government, which they believe in more than God, Yahweh, which is exactly what Brother Danny is telling us right here. Thank you, Danny. Back to you. Yeah, that is very good too. Yeah, and yeah. We, we should not, like governments, we can, I guess, it's, uh, because also then uh, some Judeo Christian pastors and then use these words in Romans uh, in, that Paul said that we should obey governments, but it's them. They also forgot to say when you should obey them and not. You should obey them if they are godly. Yes. Yes. And that, Only if they're uh, godly. Has, right. Yeah, if they are godly, but if they are not then we should be a thorn in his side. We should resist them with all our might. Yes, absolutely. And that's what the American Revolution was all about, resisting a false government run by Jews. Yes, and now it's time again. Now it's uh, round two of this, I think. Because, yeah, now you, that time was with the crown, with, when it was under, when Rothschild had the crown, the British crown under his, under there, as their, what do you say, Billy Bat, and then that was changed to America after the, after the Second World War. Right. And you, then America's, America's army has been the Billy Bat of the, of the, of the Jews, of the Rothschilds. 
Yes. Okay. I see people are entering the chat room now who weren't aware of the time leap forward last night. Okay. I tried to announce it several times, but I was, you know, not everybody got the message. And that's why I'm really hoping that this law in America passes that will do away with the leap forward and fall back nonsense. It just makes no sense whatsoever. Okay. All right. Back to you. Yes. Okay, okay, let's continue. So, now, the three great woes. The final three events are happening now. So, here comes the woes. So, fact. In contrast to the first four elements of each vision, the last three elements are events expressly uh, defining the last day. In the vision of the Trumps, they are called the, the three great woes. Um, a cursory study of the last three events clearly prove we are living right in the midst of, uh, of their fulfillment. Looking below and see how the uh, fifth event in each of the visions prove we are living in their midst right now in our day. Yeah, this is the tribulation. There are still today uh, Christians still think the tribulation is still to come. <laughs> right? Come on, open your eyes. You're being slaughtered by the jab. Don't you get it, people? Don't you get it? Uh, Wow. Okay. And then they think when it gets harsh, they will be taken up. They will just be... um, So they... But then they have been deceived. Right. Yeah, they are too comfortable in this world. They they missed the rapture bus if they got jabbed. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Oh, for sure. (laughs) All right. All yeah, right. and, and for us that didn't take it, we as we there is no rapture bus. We have to, <laughs> right? we have to enjoy yeah. this. Yeah, if I see a rapture bus, I'm gonna scratch out the A and replace it with a U. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so now the fifth event of each vision. One, the seals. In each in the seals, the fifth event is the second round of uh, martyrdom, devouring the Christians. The first round in ancient Rome is an allegorical representation of the souls under the altar crying out, how long? The second round are those whom our own government has helped destroy in the continuous wars initiated by the Antichrist, designed to depopulate Christians from the earth. This event is even now happening in the destruction of Christianity in Ukraine. That's right. And here we can also put in, I think, the Yab one. Aren't they awesome I mean, this one? If they Absolutely. die, when they die in this. Absolutely. It's a stealth war. You know, undercover. And so is the environmental nonsense. It's part of the stealth war to get people to believe in government, to trust in government, to trust in medicine, to trust in scientists who are, after all, nothing but paid operatives of the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. Allopathic medicine is the worst form of medicine there is. Okay, it's all invasive stuff. And it doesn't do anybody any good. It poisons people, Michael. Yeah, and that is, I guess, also what, uh, just read uh, what pharmacy means. Pharma, where it comes from. Right, pharmacia. Right. Amen. But people don't read. They don't don't want to know. I mean, (laughs) then when when Satan, when his children, the Jews, stands in front of him, they will just... Well, uh, we did tell them. Yeah. They didn't look it up. We didn't do any wrong. Right. Well, it Michael. Was dead pharma. 
Yeah, why bother to read a book when you can just turn on your cell phone and, and uh, listen to what Big Pharma tells you is good for you <laughs> or your television set, right, or your radio, okay? So they've dumbed us down, and this, uh, this began under the Carter administration. The quid pro quo between Carter and the Jews was the establishment of the uh, – the, uh, what is it? The not, yeah, the National Education Foundation. I, I may have the name wrong, but the the government taking control of public education in America. All right, and it was headed by Jews from the very beginning, and since that day, I think it's called the NEA. And since that day, our children have been getting dumber and dumber and dumber because they're not taught anything of value, all they're taught is social justice, so-called. That is Jew justice. They're taught Jew justice in the schools and virtually nothing else. Back to you, Mike. It's probably also that bad in, in Europe as well. Yeah, it's the same bad here. What they more teach them, those drag queens that's in um, huh. giving, giving the children's education, that is uh, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, drag queenology, <laughs> right? Dragology, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is this is how absurd everything is getting, and this is a tribulation. It's obvious this is a tribulation. So don't wait, but don't be waiting for the rapture bus, people. It's 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 not coming, and you're already in the tribulation, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and if you are resisting those stuff, then you see there is a tribulation. But if yeah. you go ahead and go along with it, of course, you don't think it's a tribulation because, oh, just go along. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Kim Smith is saying, one of my clocks has sprung forward from last year. <laughs> that's what, You know, that's what I do, Michael. I just leave uh, one or two clocks in Eastern time. Okay, and other clocks in my, my central time, and that way I don't have to spring forward and fall back. I have clocks in each time zone constantly, you know. So and and I know which ones they are, right? So that's how I avoid it. But nevertheless, everybody has to adjust to the spring forward, fall back nonsense, and that's why so many people missed the start of the show today. Okay, back to you. Yes. Okay. Let's continue then. So okay. two the vials. Darkness descends um, on the siege head of the beast government. Yeah, when you're reading beast in the book of Revelations, they're, they're referring to governments. That's correct. This should be obvious to any Bible-believing Christians. Today, the very government of the land, most representative of regathering Israel, has enacted laws to protect the very thing the Christian Bible reveals as um, Egregious, egregious yeah, egregious sin, very bad, very evil sin, yeah. It also exemplifies the very meaning of darkness as it was uh, typified by the insane mind of Nebuchadnezzar, a mind of uncertainty, confusion, and corruption. Like all governments, (laughs) right? Like every government on planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah, all of that they fit in uncertainty, conf- all this uncertainty, confusion, and corruption. That is what right. governments are today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and trannyism. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you, know, you don't know if the government leader is a male or a female. 
they're able to disguise themselves so they have these paper thin masks they can put on and you can't tell the difference between that person and the real person you really can't it's it's the technology for that is uh, i forget what it's called you know they wear uh, they pull the mask over their heads and they can uh, imitate somebody else very easily and there's people they train certain people in mannerisms of speech to imitate somebody you know like hillary clinton hillary clinton has two or three doubles all right so even if she was uh, executed at gitmo there's still her doubles are still running around <laughs> okay because hey the foundation the clinton foundation has to go on i mean they rake in millions and millions and millions of dollars of donations to run that foundation they can't let that die okay back to you yeah okay so a very poignant example of woe giving scripture reads quote woe to thee o land when thy king is a child and the quote yeah does well, say more yeah well, certainly George Bush Jr. was a child, <laughs> right? He, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll never forget when he had that, uh, what was that book? He went to the classroom, uh, of, I think it was a kindergarten or first grade classroom, and, uh, and the book he was reading from was My Pet Goat. George Bush Jr. was that pet goat, <laughs> right? He was the pet goat of the Illuminati, and he was so nervous after right after right after 9/11 that he was holding the book upside down if you re- remember that video folks he was holding that book upside down pretending to read from it <laughs> talk about he he was very nervous it, it proves his guilt he was so nervous back to you yeah and also funny that he read a book about the goat because he is a goat that's right for sure so number 3 the Trumps, perhaps the most poignant proof of our exact location on God's great uh, timeline is the fifth Trump. This too uh, takes place in the land of regathering Israel here in America. When one sees this, it becomes uh, abundantly clear how the ongoing debate about the wall and illegal immigration applies to this very land. In Revelations 9, we have the allegorical vision of locusts coming out of bottomless pit, the abyss. This represents an unending supply. See six-minute YouTube video about uh, gumballs. There's no Uh, end. There's no end to the corruption and uh, abominations coming out of the bottomless pit as we uh, speak right now. It continues to get worse. You know, we, we have child, uh, you know, pedof- pedophiles everywhere in government now. In Hollywood, in Hollywood, we have the adrenochrome. They they kill children and, ble- and they torture them to increase the adrenaline in their blood. And then they bleed those children and drink that blood. Yeah. Okay. That's so sickening. Yeah. So then, sickening. Yeah, and even in the, in the uh, I don't know about Europe, but here in America, the local school boards are encouraging girls and boys to change their genders, and they perform radical, unchangeable surgery on their bodies. In the case of the girls, they will actually cut out their their sexual organs, their ovaries, and their uteruses, so they will never be able to reproduce again. What do you think the goal of that is, Michael? 
with this, yeah, of course, it is to uh, multiple uh, reasons for it. But one, of course, is that they will not be able to reproduce. They will yeah, be. They won't do as God say, uh, go forth and multiply. They won't Amen. multiply. Okay, and that, they will yeah. all them. So Bill Gates and the Illuminati and the Georgia Guidestones say we have to eliminate or eliminate the uh, limit the Earth's population to 500 million. But Yahweh says, be fruitful and multiply, right? So we can clearly see the antagonism between the deep state, the Illuminati, the international Jew, and Yahweh. It's encapsulated in the Georgia Guidestones and Bill Gates' statement that we have to eliminate or limit the population of the planet to 500 million. It's clearly, this is the Genesis 3.15, the enmity between his, his seed, Cain, that is the Illuminati seed, Cain, and us, Yahweh's seed, the, the people of Seth and Adam. Back to you. Yeah, and then also they are debauching and they are, are violating God's creation. That is also, they try to be God. That's right. They want to be God. That was Lucifer, his rebellion. He wanted to have his own universe. And when he couldn't have that, he started attacking the, the existing universe. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's uh, so there are multiple reasons for doing this, yes. of course, and it's so sickening. Yes, it is really, really sick and disgusting. And you know we're doing our best to fight against it, but as uh, Yahshua says in the New Testament, the uh, harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few, and there are no laborers in Judeo Christianity at all. They're lost. They're completely lost. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we are few that do this labor, and we can always pray for more laborers on the field. Amen. Amen. All right. So, let's continue. Yes. Um, as stated previously, we must let the Bible give us the meanings of the allegories and metaphors given in scriptures. Locust represents men, more specifically, men who desires the destruction of a Christian Israel. Um, the metaphor for locust is established in Judges 6, verses 4 to 5. Quote, and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till they come into Gaza and left no uh, sustenance, um, sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass, okay, for they stop. came up. Okay, stop right there, please. The Rothschilds and Bill Gates and company are burning down chicken farms. They're destroying crops. They're, they're limiting our food supply. Okay? That's, that's what's happening. They're limiting and destroying the increase of the earth. Back to you. Yeah, because they want to make a man-made famine. Right. Oh, and uh, when I did that interview with uh, Fritjof last weekend, he said that also in Sweden, they, uh, a couple of chicken farms were caught on fire. So that's happening in your country as well. It's probably happening in Europe. And, and the Europeans aren't noticing that this is a coordinated effort worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Happening in Sweden was a lot of hens that burned down. So right. there is an uh, attack on this. And yeah. unfortunately with Sweden, because in America, I guess, you, are, you, have every, you, you produce every food. You don't import any food because you have abundance. Exactly. Here in Sweden, we import a lot of food. I think maybe more close to 60%. Right, yeah. So, yeah, we do import yeah. food. We don't have to, but we do. Yeah, okay. Uh, 
Okay, but here we we need because we are so been so stupidly led by politicians, the most stupidest people to be on earth to lead man to lead do anything. They are just puppets. That's right for for the bankers. So, the, um, so that's the problem with the Swedes. They've been gullible doing exactly this and um, what they have been told, you know. And also all the all the production of uh, industrial goods, we have led it away to China. Yes, we cannot even make our own clothes anymore. It is so pathetic. Right, yeah. Everything has to be imported. You know, so they control your country from the outside and they're trying to do the same to America. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, and that's and there's so few that really want to realize it. They're having a too good time, you know. And the problem with Swedes, they are very selfish. <laughs> very And selfish. trusting of yeah. the government. Whoa. Yeah. That's a bad they combination. Are. It is very bad. <laughs> the, the only they right. care about is their is their wallet. Yeah, brother Abear calls it sudden chicken combustion, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah, don't you know, guys, that it's train derailment season? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be that too. Yeah, yeah. How many derailments do you have now in America? Oh, dozens, dozens. Okay, spills, oil spills, chemical spills all over America. Yeah. It's chemical warfare, is, right? Yeah, it is, and it's a way to, I guess, also to uh, um, to make the land. You cannot live on the land, so you can fulfill this agenda twenty thirty. And probably the area that has been that where those tra- train wrecks has happened is probably area that is not suitable for men for men for people. Right, right. I'm oh, just yeah. guessing. Uh, no, well, go ahead and help yourself to a cricket burger. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Gates wants us to eat crickets, and so does uh, uh yeah, Schwab. Crickets, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm, of course. Wow. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> and that is also something we can't right? eat. We cannot yeah. eat uh, medicine locusts. We shouldn't eat it. Insects. It's sad. Right. It's an abomination. We cannot eat it. It's like eating pigs. You don't eat yeah. it. <laughs> right. There, there's a great meme out right now. Uh, Brother Aber sent it to our chat room, uh, not this chat room, but the Skype chat room. Uh, the mother asked him, a child, you know, uh, how do you like all the, the, the new uh, uh, new uh, ideology? And the child throws up uh, a, uh, a rainbow, <laughs> throws up a rainbow, the ro- rainbow coalition, right? <laughs> That's what, folks, it's nauseating. Didn't Yahshua say that the, the, in these last days, the, the non-believers, and even the non-believers among our people, will nauseate him? Age yeah. of Laodicea? Yeah, for sure. Ha- have yeah. some, have some uh, go to your Chinese restaurant and eat some crickets, folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, right, that's where we're at. Okay, we have yeah. about 10 minutes left. I think we'll get through this article. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah. Um, a state previously... Uh, we must let the Bible give us the meanings of the allegories and metaphors given in scriptures. Uh, no, I read, no, sorry. I, I read, I mean, the verse. Sorry. Yeah. Continue with the verse. Of, uh, for they came up, I read the verse from the beginning, said, sorry. Yeah. Right. Judges 6, 4 to 5. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza and left no uh, sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox, nor as, for they came up uh, with their cattle and their tents, and they 
um, came as grasshoppers for multitude, for both they and their camels were without numbers, and they entered into the land to destroy it. End just, of quote. just as their immigrants are entering our lands to destroy us today. History is repeating itself, folks. It's repeating itself. Because we're allowing it to happen by not obeying his laws. Danny is 100% correct. We're bringing this upon uh, ourselves because we refuse, refuse to obey his laws. Yes. And now we have Judges 7.12, second witness. Our people should have no trouble understanding those who facilitate and protect illegal immigration today have one goal. The destruction of Christian Israel. They are, in fact, the Antichrist. Yeah, the Jews doing it. Amen. Isaiah 1.7 says to us, quote, Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers, sea strongs, um, strangers mean aliens. Yes. Devour in your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. How about aliens. the George Floyd riots? More to come, yeah. folks. Okay. More of that will probably come. Uh, half of Minneapolis was burnt down, and then the Rothschilds threw uh, BlackRock, bought up that worthless land, and they're building shopping malls. <laughs> right? That's how they operate, folks. That's it. Didn't uh, Nero do the same thing? He burnt down half of Rome, blamed it on the Christians, and then he built himself a palace afterwards. Yeah, you probably knew that more than what I did, but yeah, yeah <laughs> it right. sounds conspiratorial anyway. Yeah, it's it's a technique. Happens all the time. City of Chicago. Who started that fire? I forget what year it was. 1860, I believe, something like that. Where the city, the city of Chicago was all made of wood, right? So the whole downtown area burnt down. And then, you know, it was rebuilt by bankers. <laughs> right? Okay. That's how it works, folks. Okay. The Great Chicago Fire. Look it up. I think 1866. All right. Please continue. Okay. So now one more fact. We are well ensconced um, um, uh, in the fifth event of Revelation. The sixth event is war. It right. is prophesied, and God's word has never failed. Amen. We have to have new reasons to believe this event will not happen as well. Tick-tock, tick-tock. This is the first part of an unknown number of articles about the final days of time. Yes. And thank you very, very much to Danny Schreffler's nice article. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, and then I see Danny occasionally when I'm in Missouri. So, uh, you know, I'll see if I can, uh, you know, fellowship with him again when I'm there for uh, the Feast of Passover, which uh, begins roughly April 3rd every year, according to the solar calendar, okay? So, yeah, and so since... Uh, we don't have enough time to get into the other article. Let me just tell everybody, yeah, uh, take this opportunity to order pa uh, Brother Bear's calendar, which shows you exactly how to calculate the solar calendar and the true feast days. And we get from the studies of the Essenes in Palestine that they practiced a solar calendar. The Jews, however, practice a lunar solar calendar because they go by the moon. And they have inserted false translations into the Bible to make people think that the lunar calendar or the lunar solar calendar is the correct one, but it's not. 
that's Jewish. That's a Jewish calendar. So we go by the solar calendar of Enoch, and it's very the instructions for how to calculate that calendar are very precise in the book of Enoch, and there's nothing in the Bible that contradicts it, okay, except these false translations. So you know, I will be in Missouri and Arkansas for Passover week starting April 1st to approximately April 9th, something like that. So anybody who wants to fellowship with me in central Missouri or Harrison, Arkansas, just send me an email to elijames at att.net, elijames at att.net, and I'll send you the information of our fellowship groups, okay? And then you can get a copy of Brother Abear's calendar by sending $25 to ANP, 900 Commerce Place, Box 1016, Forsyth, Illinois, 62535, okay? Now, the only, uh, let me put it this way. The only area of this article where I have a really different take is on the three woes. Because I follow the teachings of Howard B. Rand, and he wrote, he wrote in my opinion, the best book ever on the book of Revelation. He analyzes it from beginning to end, and he was a, a, a historicist, and he correlates every word of the book of Revelation to a historical event. He does a fantastic job of it. And he correlates the three woes to major developments in the history of the Christian Israel people. And Danny does the same thing. It's major developments in our history. But his three woes are, number one, the first woe is Mohammedanism. And how the uh, Muslims began to invade uh, Christian uh, nations, and actually that whole territory of the Middle East was still populated by white people because the Arabs are descended from Ishmael, who was white. He he was not a brown-skinned Arab. (laughs) He was white, and it's documented that the Ishmaelites were white people. They were nomads. They were running around the desert where they, they get tanned, right? But they didn't start mixing with other species until uh, Muhammad began preaching slavery of other races. And that's when the Ishmaelites began to turn dark, which is exactly what Arab, the Hebrew word, means. It means to become dark or to turn dark. Arab, okay? It's pronounced the same way as Arab today, okay? That's what the word Arab means. But until that time, they were white people living in the Middle East. So that was the first woe, Islam, okay? The second woe is another, the second phase of Islam under the caliphs, under the Saracens, which were effectively the same, these locusts that he referred to in this article, riding horses and invading Europe with their hordes, okay? And they would invade Europe and take us as slaves, take our people as slaves, from Europe, take them back to Arabia, or in this case, it was Northern Africa, and sell our people on the slave market with the assistance of the Jews, because the Jews were the ones that gave them intelligence of where to invade, which which nation, which towns to invade. They went as uh, Michael. They went as far as Iceland, 
They sailed with their ships up to Iceland and ransacked the coastlines, took white slaves, brought them back to the coast of Africa, and enslaved our people and sold our people as slaves. Right? The history books. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that the white man has been more slaves than what the uh, 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 blacks have been. Amen. Amen. The history of white slavery uh, actually goes back very, very far, way before even black people were discovered. <laughs> right? Right. And so the third woe, according to Rand, is when the kings and queens of Europe lost their authority over Europe. And that was as a result of the Bolshevik Revolution. Okay? So the third woe is the Bolshevik Revolution and the loss of authority because our kings and queens used to rule rule Europe until the eighth beast took over the reins of leadership all over the white Christian nations. Okay? So I think Howard B. Rand is right on the money with those three woes. Okay? All right. Michael, great article, great show today. Thanks for narrating. And, folks, we'll be back with you again next week. Here's the little ditty. All right. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Goodbye for now, everybody. Yahweh bless, Michael. Yahweh bless everybody.